This is January 17th, and we are starting our third week of our podcast we've called The Question, looking at the book of Ecclesiastes, and that if the rest of the Bible, if the gospel is the answer, then this is the question. Now, would you rather experience a nice juice steak with all the trimmings, or a live musical in the Theatre District of London? Well, the good news is you don't have to choose. You could do both. Our world is filled with opportunities to fill up your senses with pleasure. Indeed, we're an experience culture. We love building a storehouse of moments by curating our experiences. We, where do you go? What do you do for pleasure? This is the next step in the search for meaning that our teacher from the book of Ecclesiastes takes us on. He says straight away in chapter 2, I have said in my heart, come now, I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy yourself. That's verse 1. Think of the amazing sensory powers with which we are equipped. First, let's think about our vision. We have a visual range of almost 180 degrees. This is an amazing ability for wide-angle viewing. And we can also see a very wide range of colors. Much of the animal world does not possess this range of color perception. But we can detect differences between thousands of different of shades. Now, to make this possible, the nerve cells of our retina are processing immense amounts of data. One scientist explains our retinas like this. To simulate 10 milliseconds of the complete processing of even a single nerve cell from the retina would require the solution of about 500 simultaneously non-linear differential equations 100 times and would take at least several minutes of processing time on a Cray supercomputer. Keeping that in mind, there are 10 million or more such cells interacting with each other. In complex ways, it would take a minimum of 100 years of Cray time to simulate what takes place in your eye many times every second. Now, it's amazing, right? These capacities make it possible for you to process colors and light and convert your vision into signals that can be sent along the optic nerve to the brain. All of this so that you can enjoy a sunset or marvel as you look into the face of someone you love. Our hearing is also quite remarkable. Sound travels into the outer ear through the ear canal, where it is amplified before it continues through the middle ear, where the three smallest bones in your body, referred to by their shape, the anvil, the stirrup, and the hammer, make this amplification possible. The sound waves then enter your inner ear and into the cochlea. It looks snail-shaped, and the cochlea is filled with a fluid that moves in response to the arriving vibrations. As the fluid there moves, 25,000 nerve endings are set into motion. Again, these nerve endings translate the vibrations into electrical impulses that then travel along the auditory nerve to the brain. The brain learns to interpret these impulses with great specificity so that you could recognize a person over the telephone simply by hearing the sound of that person's voice. 
Your ear is one of the most important pleasure organs of your body, allowing you to enjoy Beethoven's music and also the sound of crickets in your backyard. And, and I love yous from people who love you. Now we're just scratching the surface in the ways we were designed for pleasure and to enjoy and interact with the life in our world. The pleasure we take from touch and taste also work with a magic all their own, not to mention our sense of smell. Now this means that we live in a world of immersive experience. All this to say that when our teacher says he's going to do his experiment with pleasure, we want to know the result of his test. Has he found the meaning of life pursuing pleasure? Now, pleasure seems to promise to us what our hearts long for, joy and satisfaction. But in here, in, instead, here we find ourselves in danger. Pleasure can be so powerful that it hijacks our lives and can leave us at the least distracted and at the worst addicted. We love pleasure so much that we don't know when to stop. We don't know how to regulate ourselves. And so we easily become drawn into the vortex of longing for more pleasure. And as we learned in church yesterday, there seem to be diminishing returns. I found surprising a book by Archibald Hart entitled Thrilled to Death. He explores how in the pursuit of pleasure, we can actually come to lose our enjoyment of life. We can bring ourselves to the place where we can no longer enjoy the simple things conversations, or simple foods. In the end, our pursuit of pleasure short-circuits our ability to enjoy God's gift gifts. Now, mind you, our teacher is not telling us that pleasure is somehow bad. It, too, is a gift of God. No, he's trying to teach us that pleasure promises more than it can deliver. It cannot give to us ultimate meaning. Instead, we will see this week that God gave us pleasure as a signpost directing us to the source of ultimate joy. That's what we need to learn. But we can mistake the fleeting pleasures of our lives for the ultimate thing our hearts long for. We are like the person pointing with their finger at something for their dog to see. <laughs> the dog only looks at and sniffs the finger and misses the point. And we can do this with our pleasures. We think they're the point. And we miss the fact that they're pointing us to something else, or actually to someone else, to God himself. By the way, our teacher is not the first one to test himself with pleasure. This test has been going on for a long time. As one Christian said, the fact that everyone has tried this should teach us that the infinite abyss can only be filled with an infinite and immutable object, with God himself. The good news is that God has made us, made known himself to us, and we can come to him. The cause of our all our longings is met in him through Jesus. Let's pray. Infinite and holy God, we are each a bundle of needs seeking fulfillment. Sometimes, Lord, our ache for filling hurts so much it feels painful. Remind us, O Lord, that our longing is for you and that we will not be satisfied apart from you. For we pray in your name. Amen.